Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Strike and Ellicott Files, an unofficial podcast dedicated to all things Cormoran Strike, as written by Robert Galbraith. My name is Kenz. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Pulse. And today we're back for a very special bonus episode all about the upcoming Troubled Blood adaptation. And we're joined today by some very lucky Strike fans who got to be there for some of the filming and even be a part of it. So we're going to pick their brains for a behind the scenes look, including what it was like to be on location, watching the filming happen and talking with the people involved, including the actors. So please welcome Bill, Katie, Faye and Sue. Hi, everyone. Hi. 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 Hello. How are you guys? Very well. Thank you. Yeah, we're good. good thanks. thanks. So I'm so happy that you guys are all here. I've been wanting to do an episode like this for a while. So I'm excited that we're making this happen. And I think that Strike fans are going to be really excited to hear about it. So, okay, Bill, let's start with you. Our listeners know Paula as one of the co-creators of Strike fans, but you are the other half of that. And I've been trying to get you on here for, I don't know, two years now, right? (laughs) And I'm not even drunk, which I said I'd only do it if I was drunk. Yeah. And Bill, like me, you got into Strike because you were a Harry Potter fan, right? Yeah. I'd say I didn't get obsessed with it until Career of Evil, no. That was the book that really got me obsessed. Yeah, I think that did it for a lot of us. The ending of that book. Yeah, I think it was the cliffhanger that got a lot of people craving the next one. Yeah. So, Katie, I think we've known you, known you, quote unquote, on the internet for a couple of years now, right? Yeah, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. But you've recently joined us at Strike Fans and you're killing it. Yeah, it's been fun. I've, I've been enjoying it. I've done some of the location pages and the walking tour maps and stuff. Yeah, I've, I've been enjoying it. It's been fun. The walking tour maps are really fun. I'm going to use that one day. Yes. One day must. when I get out there. Those are so good. I was looking through them and like, seriously, they are kick-ass. Good yeah. job. They're yeah, really fun to do. Thanks. Katie, how did you become a fan of the series? Well, I've got an Audible subscription and I'm always listening to books. And I listened to the first three books, one after the other, and really enjoyed them. And Mm -hmm. then I thought, oh, when's the next one out? And it luckily was out the following week, Lethal Light. So I managed to skip that torturous three years. The torture. Yeah. Lucky you. And I listened to that. But it was kind of, I enjoyed them, but it was a normal amount. I didn't get obsessed (laughs) until, I didn't get obsessed really until the combination, I think, of the Lethal White TV followed by Troubled Blood, which just, Mm -hmm. it was the first time I listened to a book and then had to start again right straight away from the beginning. Yeah, they do that to you. Yeah. And then that was me obsessed and here we are two years later. Perfect. Okay, so Sue. You have actually kind of been on the show before, sort of, because I read one of your predictions and it was that you guessed that there would be a murder to solve. (laughs) Really made me laugh. You got it right. Funny if they weren't. (laughs) Do you have any wise predictions for book seven? Do you know what? I'm not a betting woman, but I'd lay money that there's going to be another murder to solve. (laughs) I feel it. I think you might be right. And Sue, how did you get into the series? I was a bit late, really, so sort of similar to Katie, because I love detective novels and I was always Mm -hmm. looking for something new. And my me and my sister often sort of like give each other recommendations for books to read. And she said to me, oh, have you tried the Cormoran Strike series? And I said, no, she said, oh, I think you'll love it. She said, there's also a TV series. And she said, Tom Burke's in it. She said, and you'll love him. (laughs) And and, and she wasn't wrong, was she? So I, I started reading and I think it was just before similar to Katie, but just before Troubled Blood came out. So I was really lucky that I just read one straight after the other. And I absolutely loved them straight away. As soon as Mm -hmm. I finished Cuckoo's Calling, I couldn't wait to start the next one. And 
to be honest, I've hardly read any other books in between because I just go straight back and read them all again. You know, I'm just yeah. absolutely obsessed. You know, like we're all strike nuts, aren't we, really? You we, know? Are. we belong in the nutter drawer, I think. We, we belong <laughs> yeah. firmly in the nutter drawer. We've said that a few times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Faye. Hi. Anyone who follows you on Twitter will know that you have a unique strike item that has made its way around London with you. So I have to know, where did you get a massive cardboard cutout of strike? Oh, you have to know people. Mm. You have to know the right kind of people people. that will will produce a six foot three. I I have measured him. He is exactly six foot three. Yeah. And it took ages to get him that big. A lot of back (laughs) and forth with, because you can get anything made into a cardboard cutout if you've got the Mm. right size of image. So I've always liked cardboard cutouts. I don't know why. What kind of reactions did you get? I've been really wondering that since seeing all your pictures. <laughs> this one we went to uh, London in, in the summer. I was late meeting Sue because the courier lost it and I had to go and find him. He got lost. How does and then, something 6-3 get lost? This is what I said. I'm glad that you said the same thing that I did to the couriers. Exactly. It was huge. This huge cardboard cutout within another huge piece of cardboard. And I had to drag it from Richmond Station through the London drag I was dragging on along the floor in the end then we went and met Bill in the Tottenham in the flying horse and I enjoyed Bill's face <laughs> yeah because I said what's that and then she just looked at me and I was like oh no <laughs> Hard work, it was fantastic though you sort of like raised your eyebrows and went oh come on then and we kind of left <laughs> that was it it's, it is massive even folded over it's really it is huge. Yeah. I can remember when we was outside the Duke of York and those lads were like, <laughs> they thought it was always there. It was <laughs> yeah. But you didn't take it with you to the set, right? No, no, no. I had it. It was June that I first got it because it was, we were doing that strike tour, walking around and right. it was a bit of an icebreaker because at one point Bill and I had said we ought to get blue plaques made to put on every strike location do you remember that bill or stickers or something strike was stickers, here yeah. and i was thinking of something less likely to get us into trouble so having a strike you know lurking down an alleyway take a photo that it was good fun it was we it had a good laugh about it so i was just thinking if you took it on set with you that might have been a little awkward <laughs> yeah he's, i think he's lethal white strike he's got that blue denim shirt the buttons are very tight straining paying attention to detail there <laughs> yeah, he's, he's sort of, his face is like, my leg hurts. My God. I've, got gas, I've got a gastric upset. Oh, no. <laughs> Lucy's just texted me. Yeah, that's the face he makes when Lucy texts. <laughs> it's a proper pain strike face, so it's really good. Yeah, they did a really good job. He's lovely. I love him. He needs to get to the bathroom and fart loudly, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is that face. Oh, man. He's walked in and every single one of his girlfriends is, is stood there looking at him. That's, that's the face. <laughs> so, Faye, same question to you. How did you get into the series? How did you become a Strike fan? Again, very late to the party, really. It was via Mumsnet, the parenting forum where you know people go for advice about how to deal with their babies and whatever else but there's a really good feminism board as well and quite a few of the posters were used to talk about strike uh-huh. in reference to JK Rowling and I thought oh that sounds interesting and I did pick up the books but I didn't read them they were in my book pile I downloaded the series and it sat on my skybox for almost years actually and then Trouble Blood came out and it, there was something about Trouble Blood about the story really yeah. spoke to me and yeah I think it was that so like a spark, sparks going off. And I did the same as everyone else. I read that and then I went back and read all the books 
in a couple of weeks then mm-hmm. I went to watch the tv series and it was just yeah something happened I think it was that book though I know exactly what you mean when you say something happened like I, I felt like that happened to me with Harry Potter right like I watched the third movie and then I was like oh my god mm. something something magical just happened to me <laughs> I have to go get everything yes it, it was well, the divine tuning fork thing again isn't it my my <laughs> one of my favorite strike bits is that thing yeah, and too. it rings and it, yeah. it just calls to you because I, I did read Potter but I was an adult and I it was that yeah. was fine interesting and then I reread it to my son but just strike different just, about this yeah I think didn't JK Rowling said he walked towards her fully formed yeah yeah I wish he would walk towards me fully formed <laughs> yeah. Sorry. same same but he does he walks out of the he just walks out mm. of those books doesn't he and uh, he's very yeah. vivid very much so so yeah awesome I loved all those answers it was really good May I be a bit self-indulgent about the troubled blood as well? But the thing about, because a couple of weeks after I read it, I got diagnosed with cancer. And then this was the book, the audio book, all of the audio books that I took with me to all of my appointments, tests, treatment. Because it it was COVID and we still weren't allowed to take anyone with us into hospital when we were having treatment. But I had Strike and Robin and I had all those characters and they sat with me. Yes. And I would be forever grateful to them. And again, that was another thing. It was all sort of just a lot of things came together at that time. So, yes. A bit like our lady picked Shankar up. Their books picked you up, innit? Definitely, (laughs) Sue. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Took me home. Patched me up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we love you, mate. (laughs) Oh, Sue. Love you too. <laughs> We're strike family, aren't we? You know, crikey, yeah, I don't know what I do with yeah. you guys. I yeah. know. It's just mad. We only met each other February this year. I know. And I feel like I've known you my whole life. Yeah. We're all over here breaking rule 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gratuitously. Well, should we go ahead and get started? Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're mainly talking about two filming locations, right? Some of you guys were in Skegness and some of you were in St. Ma's. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yep. We should start with Skegness then, because that's what happened first. Which of you guys were there? Uh, me and Faye, although we didn't know each other. No, not the slightest. Oh, really? No, I saw, I think it was some Facebook, some of the strike groups on Facebook, I saw a couple of posts about a possibility of filming and they were going to go, but I didn't know any of those people. And it was the 16th of February and I saw this post, I was doing some work on my laptop and they said, yeah, we're going, we'll be there next week. And I've booked the hotel then and there without really thinking about it. Not knowing anything at all about any of it, really. Just thinking, yeah. I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to get in the car and drive. And I did. Did you guys meet when you guys were there? Yeah, it was weird. I'd got up really mm. early to try and walk around Skegness to see where they were filming. And I found that unit base, which is, it was a huge car park just by the sand dunes. Then this woman next to me, which I thought was a local, was like <laughs> taking photos of all the vans and everything like me. I'm like, oh, that's stupid, <laughs> annoying locals. <laughs> <laughs> but then it ended up being... It was me, yeah. And I thought exactly the same thing. I saw a little huddle of people and thought, oh no, who are those weirdos up there? And uh, it was Bill. So the next morning, got up very early and drove down. And it's like at the end of the promenade, wasn't it, where they were parked? A big car park sort of thing. And yeah, saw Bill. And they were like, oh, are you here for the strike? filming as far as I can remember you said that and I was like uh might be yeah sort of because <laughs> I'd taken I didn't even think I'd ever see anything I'd taken my binoculars all I'd thought that I would might sort of see at a vague distance somewhere I might just get to see Tom Burke wearing the coat that's all I wanted to see really <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of snowballed from there didn't it Bill because you said to me they're going to be filming at the train station yeah so then we disappeared and you joined us later there bill i kind of remember you planning to go i don't think it was that long before that i decided to go and i weren't i weren't really that serious about it it was like serendipity it all felt quite natural 
once we were there to just sort of exchange information and is that thing isn't it well if you like strike you must be all right <laughs> I think it wasn't till the end of that first day on the Monday that I sort of plucked up the courage to say to Bill you know is it okay if you have my number and sort of text me or whatever if you find out some interesting information and it went from there really I'm really chuffed that I plucked up the courage to be so forward he's not that scary no well he, he's quite diffident is Bill he keeps his cards quite close to his chest you know <laughs> But he's a genuinely nice chap and it's I'm so happy to have met him. And another person that's quite willing to walk around London with a cardboard cutout and recreate strike location shots and things. Yeah. Yeah. With three nutters in so, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very, very tolerant of us. It's it's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what can you tell us about Skegness? What did you guys get to see? Well, the filming started at the train station on the first day, midday. Mm-hmm. Saw Landy first, the Land Rover. Oh, that's what I call him. <laughs> There's a nickname, Landy. Is that amongst yeah. the serious strike spotters? Yeah. Did you not wonder though, Bill, why on earth are they going to the train station? There's not a train station in Trouble Blood. What's going on? It's that whole thing. You have to just suspend everything you know about yeah. the books. Yeah. Can you guys talk about that? Can you tell us what they were doing? Yeah. Robin was meeting Strike from the train. Yeah. You know, that famous scene in Trouble Blood when Strike oh. meets Robin. Uh, (laughs) but it kind of made sense I suppose again we spent a little bit of time speculating you know how is this going to work but it was that afternoon wasn't it Bill that you found out about the Allardyce being decorated for Christmas is that right yeah so then we suspected that he's coming back from Cornwall for Christmas yeah because he had his kit bag but yeah it was it was they were there for a couple of hours because again all the sort of a few bits of equipment and trailers and things I was sort of hanging around thinking oh I'll sort of keep an eye on the road and up comes a car and this chap got out and I thought, do you know what? That looks like Tom Burke. And um, I was so flabbergasted. I didn't take a photograph. But a couple of minutes later, a holiday Granger turned up and she got out. And I was like, OK, so it's definitely happening. They're both here. And do you know what? I've even got the timestamp on my phone. It was 12.17 p.m. Oh, wow. <laughs> they both walked away from sort of where they were obviously getting changed and <laughs> outwalked Strike and outwalked Robin. It was just the bizarrest thing. It truly was. We were just we were only standing a few metres away. And they were masked up because, again, that was still yeah. quite a lot of COVID protocol was going on. Yeah, they sort of got into it straight away, didn't they, Bill? They just There was no mucking about. It just sort of, right, come on then, we're here. Let's get on with the filming. So Could you guys hear anything? I don't think we could hear any dialogue, no. No, I think we tried to do a bit of lip reading. Didn't somebody say something that they thought he said, oh, I've got your present? So then again, we were thinking about it probably is Christmas. Our ears pick up presents? What? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. But before they did start filming, Tom came out and spoke to a couple of fans who were there who'd bought their books to be signed. Oh. There was an absolutely lovely lady who was in a mobility scooter and she was absolutely fuming that she couldn't take her scooter around on the path because they'd blocked it with all the equipment and she was mm-hmm. out for blood and she started oh, no. speaking to the security guy and then she suddenly had this realisation of what she was watching and she was like, oh, this is strike, isn't it? She was a resident. She was oh, local. Oh, she didn't even know. She had no idea and there was Tom Burke she was absolutely beside herself. She couldn't believe it was a lucky so day. So she wasn't upset anymore. No, funnily enough, she got over that bit. <laughs> oh, good for her. <laughs> she asked whether Tom would come and, I think she had a receipt from, she'd just been shopping and she got him to sign her receipt that where she'd just been <laughs> shopping and he was so absolutely lovely. Such a lovely, That's kind, nice. gracious man and had a little chat with her and a couple of other people and they got on with the filming yeah i just want to say when they were filming at the land rover outside the station it was the first signs of landy packing in because the, when tom were getting in the car he couldn't shut the door properly oh gosh <laughs> yes he couldn't it wouldn't shut would it? he had to slam it and then a crew member had to come 
and shut the door properly for it because he couldn't shut it from the inside. <laughs> this is a different one, right? They've used a couple different Land Rovers. Yeah, I think the one they used in Skegness was the one in Career of Eden. Yeah, well, yeah, in Lethal is... White, it was a different one, weren't it? Yeah. yeah, the one in Cornwall was the same one that they used in Career of Evil. But there was a chap, the Land Rover had his own, her own, what is it? Do you think it's a boy or a girl, that Land Rover? I'm not sure. I don't know. I was Ooh. wondering the same thing. Ooh. I'm so glad that I'm not the only person who thinks about this when it comes yeah. to cars. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it's a boy. I say, I would say it's a boy, Faye. I think yeah. you just feel it. You just know it in your heart. Yeah, yeah. but it, would... he, he had his own crew member. He had a chap permanently there to try and you know tinkering with it all the time so it actually broke down didn't it when they were foaming outside inside the Allardis yeah it did yeah there was someone trying to fix it for about two hours can I ask you guys about the Allardis because I remember seeing your guys's pictures and I was so excited that it looked just like it looks like in the books they I know they had the blue and everything was that fun to walk up and see it yeah it was strange because it's not it's not on the same street as in the book but there isn't really a B&B there so they had to choose one of the hotels along the main street it's not bad though is it because it's just down from you know when they get out of the land rover they park by the mm-hmm. bowling rink don't they which yeah, is yeah, yeah. quite a big structure on the front and he does read out the names of the b&b it was the chatsworth and i can't think the of savoy. the others now the savoy that's it because those are there aren't they and then they were just a few doors down from there but yeah it was perfect wasn't it with the awnings yeah probably the nicest looking hotel on there yeah, but I'm assuming they also chose it because just a few doors down was like a weird car park that they could chuck mm. some of the trailers and things in. Yeah, yeah. And then Tom Buck and Holiday would, sorry, Strike and Robin, they came out of that car park to walk up to the B&B. Oh, okay. I think they've just, they're sort of filming a lot of them walking across the road, backwards and forwards across the road, trying to avoid all the drivers that were driving by and tooting their horns and <laughs> getting in the way. They did quite a few takes of them just walking across the road. Probably about 10 takes, if more. I mean, there's one very important scene that everyone wonders about with Skegness, right? Fish and chips. Yeah, fish and chips. Tell us yeah. about that. That was Wednesday. So they started filming about eight o'clock in the morning, I think, which is a weird time for fish and chips. But I couldn't actually see the mushy peas, but I think it were you that said they were having mushy peas, or at least Robin. And then oh, that's exciting. Strike dipping his chip in the mushy peas. And oh, really? He disposed of the chip in the sand behind him after each <laughs> He chucks it. So yeah. I don't think he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> was that Wednesday? Because we ended up yeah. staying longer than we were supposed to. And then we'd heard rumours, hadn't we, that they were going to film something on the beach. And we were like, yeah, again, oh, why are they going to film something on the beach? And then I came out, I went to get a cup of coffee and I think, Bill, you texted me and said, we're on the beach. And, and so by the time I got to you, there were some people were walking across the sand dunes with these like styrofoam boxes of well, as we know, fish and chips. And it was like, oh, it's on. <laughs> By that time, we were sort of hoping not to be too in the way. Yeah. To sort of like getting in the way, but outstaying our welcome slightly. So mm-hmm. we asked the security guy, is it okay if we stay? Where would you like us to sit? And they were incredibly kind and said, as long as you just stay there, don't move from there, you can stay. And we we did. We just sort of sat and watched them, didn't we? They were sitting on a wall and um, arms touching. Very intimate. Uh, the crew was probably happy that we were there. I don't know. I got the impression that they kind of enjoyed it because it kind of showed that people were interested in what they were doing. Very interesting. I'd said to you, and you'd almost agree with me, I said, are we being dickheads, do you think, <laughs> about yeah. standing and watching this? It was, yeah, it's quite a strange experience. You know, mm. what are we doing really? But they were fine. I think we had been quite respectful. We hadn't, you know, made a lot of noise or got in people's way or asked stupid questions. We just sat and watched and took photographs yeah. and just enjoyed it really. So, yeah. Can you tell us about meeting Robin Asquith and who he's playing? It was the second night in the premiere in where all the crew and everyone was staying 
because mm-hmm. the first night it was actually fully booked so I think the, the crew were having like a dinner yeah but then the, we went back the second night Tom Burke was literally two tables next to him he was sat with George Laybourne which is Samuel Oatley I think yeah but then Robin Asquith was there but I didn't see him at first he was around the corner and after about three or four doom bars I ended up going up to him <laughs> and he was lovely that's all it takes just three or four I was really kicking myself after though because he was with the actress who's playing Donna but I didn't it didn't click I don't know why can you tell us who Robin Asquith is playing? Oh, he's playing Steve Douthwaite, which he was yeah. very happy to tell me. Yeah. I just said to him, are you playing Steve Douthwaite? And he said, <laughs> yep. Are you happy about that? <laughs> and I shook his hand and said, yeah. Two important things to, to know, though, is that first of all, Bill didn't know who Robin Asquith was because he's a young man, whereas us old geezers born in the well. 70s he was sort of part of our childhoods really but he was that cheeky chappy of the 70s he's a perfect steve dathwaite yeah absolutely also didn't the woman playing donna did she recognize you didn't she bill yeah she did she said hi bill I'm like, what? oh that's weird i asked her how she knew me but she wouldn't say she had that really mischievous glint in her <laughs> eye like i know you oh. but you don't know me <laughs> that's funny but she took the photo of me and robin asquith the one where he's trying to kiss you yeah <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen these pictures you got to go check them out because they're fun yeah, it was a great bloke i just want to say that although i wasn't in skegness i really enjoyed following faye and bill's exploits through twitter and messages and things me too if it hadn't been for skegness i don't think i would have even tried to go to cornwall like faye said she didn't know she was going to see anything but seeing yeah. that all the photos of how close they got and how much they saw and everything i was like right that's it i'm going to Cornwall if i can work out when to go yeah that was a struggle with Cornwall because no dates were in the public no mm. on the sand dunes in skegness we'd asked a couple of crew members when they were filming in Cornwall. one of them said fourth of march and one of them said the end of march so we were like what's going on one of the location managers said the end of march didn't he trying to put us off <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> that but you guys are good detectives you figured yeah. it out yeah we managed to work it out through well we're not going to say how we managed to work <laughs> it out but but we did we got quite a good idea of when it was going to be and i only live two and a half three hours drive from some wars so inspired by skegness we made a plan yeah. didn't we that was the thing with the crew they kept saying how do you know <laughs> how do you know where we're going to be, be how do you know yeah how do you know we're going to be doing this scene it's like well we've read the books a couple of yes. times we know a few things yeah we're detectives mm. yeah so we didn't tell them either how we knew because obviously we don't want them to know yeah. we eventually <laughs> did tell ruth because she was yeah. so lovely and she was giving us information so we spilled the beans didn't we bell in the cafe i think she was fine with it she didn't mind us being yeah she there, was so. she was really good and you know i was just going to say about skegness as well i was a bit like katie that i'd really wanted to go to skegness but couldn't get the time off work and I knew I was going to go down to Cornwall because my daughter lived down there. And I think I'd already been in touch with you, Bill, hadn't I? But I was following it avidly like Katie. I was I was trying to work and I got the local radio station on where Bill had his famous interview that he hates, that we all <laughs> thought was great. But it, I was following every minute of it on the radio. It was great to follow. I think Faye posted on Facebook and Bill was on Twitter all the time. So I was mega jealous and I was absolutely determined that I was going to go down to Cornwall. There was no stopping me. A lot of you went down to Cornwall, right? Yeah. It was a bigger group. Yeah, there's us slightly plus another three or four people, wasn't there? Yeah. 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 Is there anything else about Skegness, Bill, that was particularly... There's a few little was, things. So train station, Allardyce. Did he walk past the Allardyce as well, the guy that plays Leybourne? Yeah, there was him and a, another 
act of playing a police officer. Skegness, I really enjoyed the people walking by saying, what's going on? And then you trying to explain and then trying to find lots of roundabout ways of trying to, it's sort of like, it's strike, never heard of it. Um, you've heard of Tom Burke? No. Ever seen The Musketeers? Oh, I might have done. And it's sort of trying to find a way of, but it did attract a lot of attention. Next door to the Allardyce was a B&B with quite a few refugees living and they all came out and they absolutely were loving it. They all came out to watch. Also, the owner of the Allardyce, which is actually the North Parade, she was talking about what they were doing inside. And she oh. said the, the room that they, they were filming had been painted green. And she didn't know whether she was going to keep it or not. But I really want to go and stay in that room. Yeah. No info about swan towels, though, I'm afraid. Oh, bummer. There was like a bus sheltery type shelter opposite, almost opposite. And we sat in there and we, you could almost see through the windows. At, God, it's sounding really over the top, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, very stalkerish. You could see them moving around in the like, reception. But then they put lots of screens against the windows, obviously trying to stop the reflected light. Yeah. It was just fascinating to see how these things I've never been a big fan of behind the scenes documentaries, but to see it in real life, to see how it really works together, what has to happen to make these things happen is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like you said, they did 10 takes crossing the street. It's probably going to be about two to three seconds on when they actually show it. It was mm-hmm. them crossing the street and then standing outside the Land Rover. And mm-hmm. there's quite a bit of dialogue there, but I couldn't hear anything. I don't mm-hmm. know if you did, Faye. No, but I've got about 20 million photos um, yeah. I could probably piece together if I made a gif out of the photos. There was a, an intense discussion. Yeah, those paper things where you do yeah. that. Like a flip book. He's having a cigarette, scratching his head. Robin's <laughs> listening intently. And he looks like he's trying to work something out. But we weren't close enough to lip read or hear dialogue. I think Tom was getting a bit pissed off because it was really windy that day and his cigarette wouldn't light. <laughs> oh, I ah, see the cigarettes. That was the other thing that was interesting. He's got these prop cigarettes. There's all sort of herbs and things in them, I think. And when he was filming in Skegness, as soon as he'd finished, you know, doing anything with the cigarette, he'd hand it to somebody. But by the time Cornwall was there, he was, he was puffing away on it. He was puffing away <laughs> on them. So I, I, I'm wondering if they're quite nice. There, there's also no tobacco in them, but yeah. Or whether it's quite nice to hold it gesture with it wasn't it rose petals Faye yeah marshmallow rose petals and yeah they sounded quite nice actually I think you were puffing away between takes weren't they by the time I got to Cornwall yeah but in Skegness he didn't want it near him he was handing it straight back so yeah that was funny I think in Skegness as well you met loads of the cast and crew which really helped us down in Cornwall as well like the guy that was head of security and, and some of the crew and that really helped when we got down to Cornwall because you guys were already friendly with them and obviously Bill um you'd spoken to Ruth as well Ruth wasn't actually in Skegness I was having a smoke away from all the filming and Ruth was just stood talking to Steve. So I was like, oh, you're Ruth coming, that's uh, all right. <laughs> so then she got us in as extras. Who is Ruth? I've heard you talk about her. Oh, Ruth Kenley Letts, the executive producer. The woman from Bronte. Yeah, she's basically the big cheese at the production company. Me and Sue actually got to Cornwall a few days early. And yeah. we were in St. Moore's the day before the filming and Alex, the producer, walked past me and I was like, I hope he didn't recognise me. So it'd be like, I'm stalking him. This guy again. But that day they were filming in Hollywell Bay, I think it's called. Yeah. 
Well, you sent me to spy on them, Bill, didn't you? You did a strike because they knew you <laughs> and they didn't know me. So I went stand by them and I was trying to sort of eavesdrop on what they were saying. I had my blonde wig on and my square rim glasses. <laughs> they went in the same sandwich shop as we did, didn't they, Bill? And, and then these three, you know, Alex and these two other guys. I said to Bill, I've heard them. They mentioned Hollywell. We looked it up on the map and, and we decided that it was just too far away and we could have kicked ourselves a few days it later. It was about an hour's drive from St. Moore's, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. wasn't it? But they were filming flashback scenes there. With little um, young Strike and Lucy and... Ted and Joan. Ted and Joan, yeah, and Lady. But we did a few Strike locations in Cornwall before the filming. I loved that. It was like a holiday. Yeah, we had a great time. We went to... St Moore's, Falmouth. We went across on the passenger ferry as well because we wanted to experience everything that Strike had experienced. Yeah. And we went to Treble Gardens. We had a day there that was like a summer's day in March. It was amazing. We was having ice cream on the beach. <laughs> yeah. In March. And went to St Michael's Mount because we wanted to see where Cormor and the Giant lived. Mm. But it, it was great. Went to Truro Hospital and Truro Train Station. So we, we photographed all the places that were mentioned in the the book and had a real great time about three days doing that didn't we bill and then i think the night before they started doing the filming we spotted some cones on the uh, pier in st moore's and we nearly wet ourselves with excitement <laughs> i've never been the... so excited about a traffic cone <laughs> <laughs> but also the signs stb Strike travel blood. Yeah, we yeah. saw them the night before, which was must have been the Monday night, wasn't it? It was, because I got the... down there about lunchtime on the Monday because I drove down in the morning and I bumped into you guys. You were just getting in the car, weren't you? I was like, oh, there's Bill yeah. and Sue. And we yeah. said hello because we obviously we'd never met. And then I spent the next two or three hours walking around St. Moore's like you did, you know, looking at the church where Joan's funeral was held. And I was staying at the Ship and Castle where Joan's wake was held. So that was another location. And just generally having a look at the, you know, the ferry. And it's a really beautiful town. But oh, it was yeah. freezing cold and windy. So after two or three hours, I couldn't feel my face anymore. So um, at that point, I thought, well, I'll just go and sit in the Victory. So I checked into my hotel and I went and sat in the Victory. And then you guys came along, didn't you, uh, Sue and yeah. Bill? And there's a couple of other Strike fans there as well. And we all just got to know each other. And have too many Doombos. Yeah, yeah, you did have one or two beers that night, and... Bill, I do, as I recall. <laughs> so I was staying at the Shipping Castle as well. All I had to do yeah, is look out my window and all the crew was just there. Right bollards. Yeah. yeah. There was a chap in a car and he must have been in the car all night and he was in the car to guard these bollards. They'd sort of made a space on the front near the jetty to obviously put equipment. And in the middle of the night, some very drunk Americans had come along and thrown the bollards in the sea. So you got to watch out for them. Yeah. <laughs> drunk Americans. Yeah, so that was a really good night in the victory and we had fish and chips. And then we wandered around to the car park, didn't we? About nine o'clock. Yeah. It was dark. And the whole place was just packed with trailers and cars and people and lights, Bowsers. vehicles, yeah. water bowsers. We worked that one out. We were like, it was amazing. We were like, yeah, it's definitely on. It's definitely <laughs> happening. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really exciting. I don't know how I slept, but I guess the wine helps. Then the next day we got up pretty early. You were up first now, weren't you, Faye? I was absolutely freezing. I didn't sleep a wink. I got up early and had a really hot shower, then went out about six o'clock to watch the sun come up. But yeah, it was jolly cold. Yeah, and everything was happening at the unit base, wasn't it? Bacon sandwiches being handed out, loads of people. And I got down there about seven. 
so we were all standing on the front, weren't we, talking to the security guys and watching them bring all the equipment in and set stuff off outside the pub. It was very yeah. exciting. Yeah. And that's where I met Ruth. Yeah, Ruth yeah. came over and she said to you, I know who you are. She didn't. I asked her who she was and then she said, are you one of the Cormoran Strike accounts on Twitter? Because she follows me on Twitter, so she is aware of my existence. Yes. Yeah, and then she said to us, uh, you know, how many of you are there? And we said there's six of us, and she asked our names. She was really lovely. And she said, we're going to be filming the opening of the book today, where Strike leaves the victory and meets Anna and Kim. So that was very exciting. And then she said, hang on, I'll come back in a minute and speak to you. And so she went away, and then she came back and she said, well would you like to be in it as extras? And we were so excited, weren't we? It was yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. We were absolutely like, beside okay. ourselves. Okay. And then, and then Tom arrived. Oh, can I just say that was one of my favourite ever bits because oh, yeah, yeah. it felt like an old hat there where Katie and Sue were standing and just sort of chatting and then along comes the minivan, out comes Tom. And I was like, yeah, there's Tom there. It was like, yeah, whatever. It's just, you know, Tom Burke's just stepped out of the minivan and they were like, what? I made a noise so loud that Tom turned around he and did. looked at me. He did. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's like, cool. Be cool. Come on. I yeah. pointed to somebody else that was her, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put this big yeah. coat on. Yeah, and then he walked up the hill, didn't he, outside the victory, and they started rehearsing straight away. He was doing his yeah. amazing thing where he was walking down the hill with his strike walk, and then they pulled cut, and he just walked back up normally. And... With his Tom walk. Yeah. yeah, and his Tom walk. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Gosh, just to see that was just dream come true. Again, if I just get to see Tom Burke in the coat, that would be enough. To see yeah. him turn into strike and walk down the slope from the victory was just... Yeah, it was amazing. I think that was my Kairos moment. It was a, Kairos, <laughs> it was a pure Kairos moment. It was just... When I saw him in that coat and then he oh. walked down, to me, that, you know, just digressing a bit, I think that the whole of Cornwall, to me, seemed quite authentic to the book, probably yeah. more so than anywhere else. And watching him walking down that slope from the victory to the seawall to me Job if done. I'd have died that moment that was like tick for me you know yeah. it was like oh my god and like Katie said he walked down a strike and then when he turned around and walked back up he was a Tom I mean he just sort of like embodies that role completely doesn't he, he just makes it's it really his own it's, yeah it's just amazing. It looks so different when he's not acting. I yeah, don't know how yeah. to describe how he does it, but you can see when he's being Tom. I can see when he's being yeah. Tom. Him and Holiday, don't they? They just sort of, yeah. obviously because they're actors and they're very well-trained and they're excellent actors, but the, uh, <laughs> oh, bless him. <laughs> to see the actors and the crew working together, they're like this yeah. beautiful team and everything just, well, to us, I don't know enough about it, but it just seems to flow very easily they were also lovely weren't they on yeah. that first day to us you know very accommodating of us I mean like everyone said I think we tried to be very respectful mm -hmm. but I think the pinnacle for us when we were sat on those benches outside the pub and we were part of those scenes yeah it was like oh my god you can you were almost like pinching yourself we yeah. just kept looking at each other couldn't we because we couldn't really believe it that we were sat there and Bill and I were at the top but Katie and Faye you were down the bottom weren't you yeah. and Tom was walking past you every time he says hello and me yeah. and Faye were like hi Tom <laughs> I didn't speak for yourself Katie I didn't say a word didn't look at him didn't acknowledge him you're quite an accomplished actor aren't you Faye you I know, am I, I deserve you were all in the <laughs> Should have had your cardboard cut out with you. That would have been a nice <laughs> way to well, do that. I don't want to appear too much of a nutter. But... <laughs>
It was actually a moment where I was stood next to Tom and I, my mind just went blank and I didn't know what to say. So I just said, the weather's a bit shit, in it? <laughs> <laughs> and he just said, it is a bit. And that was it. Wow, that's it. He did, he did, didn't he, Katie? He turned to us, obviously I didn't look at him, and said, I bet you're regretting this now, aren't you? And we were like, uh, no. No. Never in a million years. It's classic British to talk about the weather, though. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, it was very about, cold. Yeah. yeah. Never thought I'd talk about the weather to Tom Boatman. <laughs> no, indeed. It was great. They let us inside the pub and we went in and we sort of like were mingling with, because all the actors the were inside extras. the pub. Yeah. And we felt like real proper then. Yeah. I think we were definitely the giddiest extras that they've ever had. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Although Paranoid Me was under the impression that they were slightly trying to keep us out of the way as well I think. Yeah I just want to mention they didn't film inside the Victory, it was filmed in London inside. Yeah they were just using the pub as a base for the equipment and makeup and that kind of thing people waiting for their scenes. I went downstairs I don't know whether it was you Bill and we were talking to you know the actress that was playing um, Anna, Sophie Ward and she signed our books then didn't she? It was actually kind of awkward because when we were extras outside for some reason I think they were moving the camera so I had to go inside and I was just sat down on one of the benches and this woman was next to me and it ended up being Sophie Ward. Oh, I was yeah. like, I just said, are you playing Anna? She just said, yes. <laughs> I said, oh, is Kim here? Because she could have been caught, couldn't she, really? Yeah. yeah. I hadn't seen anyone. Yeah, she was upstairs. Did you guys get to see that scene? Well, yes, that happened next. They filmed Stripe walking past us several times down the hill. Must have been terrible for you. Yeah, I don't know how I, I, don't know how I coped. And I remember during one of these takes, we all sitting there trying to, you know, do our best silent acting and a door on the other side of the alleyway opened to reveal a man dressed in chef's whites who was obviously working in the hotel the ship and castle opposite and he was mm-hmm. like to me what's going on out here <laughs> during one of the takes and I'm just like I can't speak to you so I'm just sitting there like <laughs> a rabbit in the headlights thinking I can't start chatting to you now in the middle of this yeah. take he was like why is this woman just looking at me <laughs> very bizarre Yes, and then they moved down to the bottom of the hill, didn't they? Down to the seafront. Yeah. It's good to know that they start the show with the start of the book, isn't it? It's actually an incredibly important start, isn't it? Who else did you get to see? Lucy. Oh, yeah. After they'd filmed the bits with Anna approaching Strike, who was at the seawall, he walked down the slope with a pint in his hand and rested his pint on the Mm seawall. And then... Anna walked down and spoke to him and then Kim rushed down afterwards and spoke to him as well. And then after that had all finished and they'd done the filming for that, they filmed Lucy and Stripe walking down that slope as well, which soon was a different scene from another day. They were sort of like talking to each other. It was just Lucy and Stripe and, and it looked like... Well, it looked like every time that Lucy was with him, she was fed up with him. But yeah. I think that's pretty usual, isn't it? So I saw those pictures and that's how they looked, yeah. I think Strike was pretty pissed off as well. I don't know if it was just after the argument yeah. or during the argument. Yeah, Adam's a prick. and <laughs> Yeah, I really hope that they filmed him saying that Luke is a little shit. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. So it seemed there'd been some sort of argument between them and perhaps she was walking him down to the ferry. Yeah. They filmed them just walking across to that bit as well, which was quite good to watch. But they seemed to film that sort of like relatively quickly. I don't think they were doing that for a great deal no. of time. And and then what was quite nice is there was a little break then and sort of Tom walked off 
on his own initially down onto the sand oh. walking along the beach <laughs> yeah oh that was amazing to see him walking on his own I've got a couple of shots of him walking on the beach on, oh on I his remember own. that yeah I saw that it's quite poignant really and then this security guard came down and started chatting to him and he walked back up no it wasn't security guard it was the director the director because yeah. I yeah I was assuming that they might have possibly done some sneaky filming of him walking along the beach because it didn't look like Tom Burke having a break it looked like strike having a a bit of a wonder but yeah we were be, on yeah. the jetty weren't we where the ferry goes from we we'd been moved so that we yeah. were out of shot but yes that was absolutely lovely and then you took a photo of the footprint in the sun <laughs> i did yeah. i wish i'd taken a plaster cast now i really wish i'd plaster oh paris with me so i did i went down and took some photos of the footprint and then Bill took a photo of me taking a photo of the footprints, which is it's a treasured photo. I yeah. <laughs> thought, who, what on earth is she doing? But it felt it needed to be done. I've got a photograph of the guy that's on the beach with him. It's not Alex. It's a guy in a yellow coat, but yeah. he's got a big, massive camera. I reckon it was something to do with maybe stills. Oh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, the behind-the-scenes guy, yeah. It was surely too good an opportunity not to take those sort of photographs because yeah. the sun had come out by that time, hadn't it? The weather had really yeah. improved, so yeah, it, yeah. it was just lovely. I'm just zooming in, and he's got the guy's got a massive camera around his neck. You might be right, Faye. You might have been taking some stills of Tom down there. I can't wait for that kind of stuff to come out. Yeah. Katie's got the next bit, haven't we? Because you overheard them saying that they were going to the boatyard, didn't you? Well, I heard one of the producers or directors say to another one, oh, we need to go and get the urn. I thought, hmm. And then, Aww. Bill, you said something about a boatyard. Well, Ruth had actually said they were filming the ashes scene. I think they wanted to go from the harbour, take yeah. them out. It was really bad weather. It was really choppy. And I don't think it wasn't safe enough for them to take them out on a little dinghy so that's why they went round to the boatyard because they were scrabbling at that point trying to find a location weren't they so and the yes. security guy said well if you can be bothered to walk round around the corner which of course we <laughs> could be bothered funnily enough yeah yeah so we went round to me and um bill and i sort of went to sort of the entrance of the boatyard and then the lucy actress and uncle ted actor walked past us and then tom walked past us as well but we worked out that we yeah. just weren't going to be able to see anything from that location anyway so we went back and the four of us stood on the beach didn't we yeah and watched really nice it. It was a beautiful evening. It warmed up a little. The sun had come out and they were filming on the boat out to Mm. sea. Yeah, and you could see St Moore's Castle from there as well because we've got a stunning photograph that Bill took of the back Mm. of the three of us looking out towards the castle with the sun setting. It's a magnificent photograph, but we got some good photographs of the boat as well and it was just Ted, Strike and Lucy that were on the boat and I've got some shots that you can actually see them with a bouquet of pink roses as well that they were handing to them so I think we'll see those as well. Sorry you got me in my feels with the pink roses. Yeah yeah Yeah, so I think for us four stood on that beach like Katie and Faye said it was a perfect evening after it's been such a cold day it was so warm mm. and we were sort of like looking out at that scene with you could mm. see see the outlines of Strike, Lucy and Ted looking over the boat I mean it yeah. was like so poignant you know yeah. you almost we almost had like tears in our eyes you know it yeah. was it was such a moment and then Faye drew a heart in the sand with RNS forever. I promise I'm normal. I promise. That was after I'd said that that was the beach that Charlotte and Strike had a photo oh, That's right. I was trying to. I yeah, trying you to ruined the mood, Bill. Energy. <laughs> Bill was talking about Charlotte, and it's like, 
no, that's it. No, we have to draw this back. So I, yeah, S and R forever. <laughs> it was a great day, really great day. But we couldn't have wished for a better first day, could we? We're just all over the moon, really. But you kind of enter this kind of dream state when you're there. Like, oh yeah, is yeah, this even real? Though. Yeah, it really is surreal. I look back at now Cornwall, and you just think. Was it a dream or it was actually real? Yeah. You know, it's even when we go to London and look at the sites, when you you feel like you're in the book, don't you, really? Yeah. Yeah. I know it sounds a bit sad, but you do. You you just no. feel like you're there. I mean, you have to know who you're talking to. We all understand. <laughs> <laughs> so we all got up early at the crack of dawn and drove round to Falmouth, which is quite a drive. And we didn't actually, we know that now, but we didn't need to get up that early, did we? Because they didn't start no. filming till 12. So we had a few hours to kill. Faye and I went into the Palacio Lounge and spoke to the staff in there and said, do you realise you're in a book? And they didn't, did they? <laughs> no, very rude. And we worked out that they didn't know anything about the filming, so we knew that they no. weren't using yeah. the Palacio as a filming location. Great detective work. We didn't have to put hair chalk on or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Land Rover arrived and they delivered it to the pier and there was equipment appearing, cameras and all sorts of things yeah. and lights on the pier in Falmouth. Uh, where the ferry comes in from St Moors. And the weather was utterly atrocious. It <laughs> rained all day. Yeah, yeah, quite heavy. But they started filming at 12, and then we saw Holly, Holiday, yeah. arrive just before they started filming, which was really nice to see her. And they filmed in the cafe on the pier, a scene just with Robin answering a phone and then getting up and walking out. We think that she was waiting for him to come off the ferry, ferry. don't we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. She, she was talking to him, yeah. Rather than being in the Palacio lounge, she was yes. waiting for him in the cafe, wasn't she? That's what we think is going to happen. Yeah. And they were filming mainly through the windows, weren't they? Yeah, from inside, lighting you through the windows. And then they... Yeah. The other way, I, I don't know. I think they did some filming outside as well, didn't they? But yeah, you know, we were only sort of like feet away from the cafe weren't we at that, mm. at that stage yeah and we're talking to the crew and Ruth was there and then we we could see her through the windows couldn't we yeah and then after that we were going backwards and forwards up to the Palacio to see what was happening up there because they moved the Land Rover didn't I can't remember what time yes. they moved the Land Rover but they moved it didn't they parked it out on the, on the moor they parked it out on the moor by the Palacio lounge and by a church there which we'd heard they were using as a base weren't they the church yeah all the heaters and food and water and everything was inside so yeah so they upped all the equipment and moved it out into the middle of Falmouth there and then they spent the rest of well what seemed like hours I don't know how long it was basically filming Tom and Holiday walking along the pavement and getting into the Land Rover and talking and they filmed it from many different angles and it rained and it rained and it would probably be like two seconds and yeah yeah. I don't know how they kept them dry it was really interesting as well because when you look at Holly I think she's wearing three different pairs of boots that day you know yeah I sort of looked at Ah. my photographs her boots must have got piss wet through because I didn't realize that till the other day and I was checking my photos I thought oh she's got you know, three different pairs of boots on. But yeah, they got umbrellas over them, aren't they, yeah. a lot of the time. But yeah. it'd be interesting to see how that comes out on the filming because, yeah. like you said, probably only be sort of like seconds mm-hmm. when, when we watch it because it'll, it'll be obviously them sort of like coming up from where, the you know, she'd met him down at the ferry and then walking up towards the, the car and just showing them getting in the car and 
walking away. We couldn't pick up any of the dialogue there, could we? I don't think. No. But they were just chatting together and then they sat in the landing and we've got photographs of them sort of like chatting together from there. Yeah, we got actually got quite close, didn't we? As long as you're out of shot, they don't mind where you are as long as you're quiet. So we, we were actually yeah. really close to the Land Rover just yeah, we were. You know, a few metres yeah. away. Yeah, we managed to hide ourselves on those steps, didn't we? And take some nice photographs of Tom and Holly underneath the umbrellas as they were walking across and get some nice shots of them in the car as they drove off. We knew that they were going to be filming in Port Navis that evening. But at this point, we'd been told that there was no parking. And we were so wet from the rain all day that we just gave up, didn't we? And we'd rented a, a holiday house for a couple of nights. So we bought ourselves some pizzas and we went back to our holiday house with a glass of wine or a doom bar. And uh, we watched all four hours of Lethal White. (laughs) That sounds like a nice evening. Whilst chatting. It was really fun. A really lovely Uh, evening. Part of me does regret not going there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they were filming the flood scenes because they had rain sprinklers, I think. Strike and Lucy and Dave in in a boat. All of the big pieces of equipment were in Falmouth in a big car park. And right at the very back, they had enormous Bowser's big sort of fire engine bowsers so we think there's a lot of water yes involved we were talking to someone the next day actually and he said that he'd seen them filming the night before and it was epic oh yeah. so i'm quite looking forward to those scenes yeah yeah so yeah hopefully we've we sort of have made sure some good points of the book are how are they going to do it in four episodes i've got no yes. clue how are they going to have yeah. the flood and skegness and goodness knows yeah because we yeah. just assumed well something's got to go and surely all that epic trek from london to cornwall in the pouring rain and the floods is something that you know is going to be easily jettisoned yeah. but they filmed it. Can we ask about the flashback scenes on the on the ferry? That was the next day, yeah. Because we had quite a mad morning on the Thursday, didn't we? Because we'd thought from our research that they were going to be filming outside Anna and Kim's. Yeah, because me and Katie were planning to go home. We'd sort of in going home mode. Yeah, and we, we thought, oh, we'll go up there. Bill and I were sort of like looking around. There was a little train station close by and we were looking to see if they got any vehicles parked. We'd almost sort of like given up hope of any filming that day, hadn't we? And then yeah. Katie and Faye, you went down to the pier, didn't you? Yes, basically, Faye and I had decided that we couldn't find the filming. We was just going to give up and we were going to go home. We were sad about it, but we've seen some great stuff. It's fine. We said, right, let's go and have a cup of coffee on the pier before we go home. And we turned up on the pier and there is everybody. Equipment, (laughs) crew, and we'd only been there a little while, hadn't we, when Tom turned up Mm. and they were filming on the ferry. The pier was quite nice, wasn't it? Because there was lots of seating areas. It was a lovely day as well, wasn't it? It was a beautiful day. The sea was really calm. And that's why, although they were scheduled to film the scenes up at Anna and Kim's house that day, they must have swapped because the weather was so good and said, right, we're doing the ferry this day because the seas are flat. Well, that worked out really well for you. It It did. did. Absolutely did. Yeah, so Tom and Alex and all the other crew all got on the ferry, didn't they? Yeah. And they were talking about, you know, what scenes they were going to film and things. So we overheard a bit about that. And then the ferry pulled away and went out because they were doing it out at sea, not at the pier. So we didn't obviously didn't see those bits. Although who was it? That location manager guy said to you, Faye, we're surprised you haven't hired a boat to follow the ferry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I said, don't think that we haven't thought about it. We had. But um. I was sitting on a bench eating my pasty and Bill was at the other end of the bench and I stood up to watch the ferry pull away from the from the pier and Tom Strike was at the top being filmed. And then on the 
below deck but on sort of an open area there were all these kids and they started waving so obviously you know you wave back oh that's lovely hi kids wave back wave back remember turning to Bill and saying oh that's so nice they're taking maybe the crew kids kids out (laughs) I think they're having like a little trip with the crew and their kids well it's a really nice thing to do isn't that lovely and then of course who were they Mm. when who did it turn out to be yeah we actually didn't know what they were filming we just thought it was going to be yeah. a strike. Because we'd seen Tom on the boat, right. we assumed they were not flashback scenes. Mm. But of course, they had the ferry for the day and they filmed lots. I actually heard a crew member say Young Joan on a walkie-talkie. Or a, That's right, yeah. Young Joan. Yeah. yeah. And the lovely kids waving at me, all happy, were young strike and young lucy he's adorable yes he was so he cute. seemed like a nice kid oh lovely young lucy was a bit shy but he was loving it wasn't he? yeah 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 he, he was i'm really excited to see that it's gonna be heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking i was thinking that they were because you can see that tom strike was on the top deck and the others were on the bottom deck and they were filming strike and I I might be reading too much into this but they got the camera quite close to him and he was leaning over the rails of the ferry boat and Mm -hmm. at one bit you saw him like wipe his hand over his eye and Mm -hmm. I wondered if he was like wiping a tear away and thinking about scenes then they'll film flashbacks of when he was younger and I mean that's what I've imagined when I look at that scene he's remembering flashback in he's remembering scenes of when you know like Leda was trying to take them because Leda was there as well yeah she was trying to take Mm -hmm. him away because the boat came back didn't it after I don't know a couple of hours and it pulled up right at the end of the pier and while they were there waiting for the people that were getting off the boat to come back, they were rehearsing. And we were literally, the boat was literally below us. We were leaning over the rail and all the people were down below. They were rehearsing young Joan, young Ted, Lucy, Leda and young Strike. And they were rehearsing the scenes down there, which was amazing to watch. Interrupted by a passing tourist or local shouting, what are you filming? Is it a documentary? <laughs> That was amazing. Then the boat went out again. And so we were left waiting on the pier for them to come back. We were speaking to a guy called Charlie, who was on his work experience for a couple of weeks doing marshalling and just working for security. He was the guy that was saying about the site before being epic and how everybody in the crew was wondering how we knew where to be and when and they're yeah. all talking about it I kind of wish I could be a fly on the wall listening to them yeah. talk about how do they how know? do they know <laughs> yeah was it then when they came back and yeah because we were talking to the security guy weren't we yeah but Kirsten Weiren got off didn't she and we yeah. and uh, she signed our books for us and she had a little chat to us she was really nice she's later right yeah and Charlie Price who was young Cormoran he signed our books as well. He was really sweet. And then I think, Katie, did you, were we talking to Steve then? Were we talking to Steve, uh, the security guy, and I was saying I have to go home in a couple of hours and I wanted to get my book signed by Tom, but I I don't think it's going to happen. And he said to us, let me see what I can do. Yeah, let me see what I can do, yeah. (laughs) And then he went up to the end of the pier and met Tom off the boat and was speaking to him as they walked back down and Tom just came over to us. Yeah. I think he spent quite a long time with us, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't long, obviously, because they had to get on, but he spoke to all of us one by one and had a little chat and signed all of our Perhaps books. time slowed down for me, Katie, <laughs> I think. <laughs> That'll be it, Sue. And I said, can I have a photograph of you? And he said, well, he said, you can I have a photograph of me on my own 
or a photograph of me with you, but I've got to wear my mask. He said, so then it'll just be some guy in a mask, won't it? And I thought, you've got to be kidding, mate. <laughs> Do you think anybody will not know it's you? But he stood there really, you know, let Bill and I take photographs of him, which is the lovely photograph that we've got of him in his blue scarf. Yeah. And then he chatted to Katie. He, he sort of like tolerated me while it took me ages to put my mask on while we, I had a photograph with him. And and I, I still remember he had his arm around my back all the time that I was, he was, <laughs> I was waiting to put my mask on. I, I don't think I've washed that part of my back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then, of course, we turned round and Holiday was standing there as well. Yeah. So no, we said, right, we're on a roll here. So we stood there and loitered while she was speaking to a member of the crew for quite a long while. And then you went first, didn't you, Bill? Yeah. She, she didn't remember me like Tom did. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tom's got the reputation of remembering faces really well, though. Yeah. yeah. She's really lovely. She signed Bill's book and then she said, oh, I'm going to get told off by the COVID guy because I've not got a mask. So she said to me, hold on a sec, I'll come back out. And so she did. She went in, she got a mask and came back out. And then she said to me, oh, she said, these books are just so heavy. And I said, <laughs> I said, I know I've been lugging it around for three days. We like them that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were saying, weren't we, at the end of that day before you went, Katie, that each day just got sort of like almost like better and better, didn't it? Yeah. We, you, you know, each think, day wow. we'd say nothing can beat that day and then something beats that day and then <laughs> nothing can beat this day and then something beats that day it was just like I think Bill said it we felt like you were in a dream yeah that you didn't really want to wake up from no and then unfortunately at that point after I'd met Tom on holiday I had to go home and I didn't want to but I did so mm. I left you to it didn't I well sounds like a nice way to end it it was perfect it really was yeah had a lovely time Friday was Port Navis Bill and I and Helen another lady who joined us that day just the three of us went over to Port Navis to watch the filming at Joan and Ted's house oh that's right Bill and I got down there sort of like quite early then there was one street that sort of like led up from the estuary and we got there and and there was this tiny little village hall sort of thing that all the crew were outside of there and and we just slipped in behind where the cameras were didn't we really Bill we just felt almost like part of the crew I think that day that's how I felt as well I know Bill said a couple of times oh do you think they're all right with us being here but it was almost like they just accepted that we were part of the scenery then in fact one of the Covid marshals came up to us and tried to get us to put a mask on because he thought we yeah. were part of the crew. <laughs> and then he said, oh, no, sorry, I didn't realise you weren't part of the crew. You don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah, we did feel sort of like really sort of like close to it. The next thing we saw was Tom walking up from the slipway, being filmed on his phone. That's just after he'd met Anna and Kim and he's on the phone to Robin. Oh, OK. So we could hear some of the dialogue there as well. Tom was talking as if he was talking to Robin on, on the phone. And one of the guys walking up with him, one of the crew, was pretending to be Robin because oh. every now and again Tom would say to him speak a bit slower or something like that it was the scene where she was saying to him that she'd drive down and pick him up mm -hmm. and he was saying it was a bit fast yeah I think what I found quite amazing about the scenes with Tom in it didn't seem to need filming for very long he seemed like the consummate professional it would only need sort of like one or two takes and it was done yeah in Port Navis it almost felt like he was directing himself as well in fact I heard him say Cormoran you know he wouldn't say it like that no. I heard him say that once to them I wonder what he's talking about that Cormoran wouldn't say it like that 
That's interesting. It was part of that phone call. So we didn't quite catch what that was, but we definitely heard him say he wouldn't. I think he, he kept repeating like the, are you sure it's a long way? He kept saying yeah. that differently, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So it might have been that he was trying to get that right, which is great because it seems like he really knows the character and he yeah. feels he can say, right, no, Strike wouldn't say that. He wouldn't do that. Is this the same time where you guys saw some... I remember seeing some emotional pictures. Yes, I was just about to mention that. Yeah, go ahead. I, I had a tear in my eye, actually. Because mm. I don't know what happened exactly, but Strike just walks out of the house, well, kind of barges out of the house, almost slamming the mm. door, walks down the path, almost sobbing. It really hit me because we hadn't really seen Strike cry yet. Yeah, but we can imagine what was happening. Yeah, you could really see the emotion in his eye, in his face as well. And like Bill said, you could hear him, you know, sobbing. We all were like... In shock. <laughs> it was so emotional. It was like watching a play. It was. Yeah. Amazing. So emotional. And even to see Uncle Ted and, and Strike hugging, I mean, that made me feel quite emotional yeah. as well. I think a lot of those scenes that we saw that day were quite heart-wrenching, weren't they, Bill? Yeah. Also, they were filming Lucy and Strike as well, some scenes walking down. And again, she looked mm. quite cross with Strike. <laughs> That checks out. I've got a couple of photographs of it and you look at her face and, you know, <laughs> looks could kill. She's certainly got those looks on her face. That was the same time that Polworth was there as well. Oh, right. You didn't really get to see him. No, because we were talking to Ted. We had about a 20-minute conversation with Ian Redford. We were there. We met young Joan, old Joan, young Ted, old Ted. We got them to sign our books. But Ted took us round and sat us on a bench and literally we were chatting to him for about 20 minutes. He was absolutely lovely yeah it's like asking personal questions about what we do and just a genuinely nice guy just really interested in us as people and he was interested in why we were you know following it yeah. he said jk rowling was kind of his boss because he was also playing dumbledore in cursed child oh i would very much like if jk rowling could be my boss yeah. <laughs> she could boss me around and be fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> ted kind of wanders away from edward rowe because he's quite a character and that's Polworth, right? Yeah. And that seems like good So that kind of put us off approaching him. Oh, no, the Cornish King, he's a really nice man. He's quite a forceful personality, I think, but he, he seems to be a really nice chap. Nicer than Polworth, I think. <laughs> well, maybe not hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> What time did you join us on the Sunday then, Faye? Because you came back, I don't know, mid-morning? They were filming at Anna's house. Yeah, because there was a massive light that I think was supposed to be the sun. That yeah, was a cause... really good day, wasn't it? That was one of my very favourite days, I think, just because we sat on the pavement and watched. Did you get to see anything filmed or was it mostly just inside? No, you could see in, couldn't you? There's like a picture window and you could see Sophie Ward, wasn't it? Yeah. There was a, a scene filmed with her looking out of the window. Couldn't see any of what was being filmed inside, but there was Strike and Robin coming out of the house. Robin had a big box full of stuff, oh, files yeah, yeah. maybe, information. Yeah, you've seen those yeah, photos, probably. haven't you? of uh, her yeah. putting the box in the back of the Land Rover. Yeah. They drove away and it got reversed back up the street again. It was nice to see Tom and Holiday interacting in between yeah. takes, wasn't it? Yeah. Having a chat. Yeah. Having yeah. a chat and a laugh. Yeah. I was on the lookout for the cats, but there weren't any. <laughs> <laughs> Those lucky cats. You're very lucky cats. We also got to see inside the Land Rover that day as well. I was kind of gutted that I didn't ask to sit in it because that would be I know. Awesome. <laughs> he was quite grumpy though, that bloke. He was quite grumpy. I think he probably would have not 
been amenable to that but if you don't ask you don't get because I said to him oh is it broken down today and he said oh that's because there's nobody proper looking after it (laughs) (laughs) but I think you're right that it was really nice to see Tom and Holly looking really relaxed and chatting together because a couple of times they drove down to the bottom and then walked up to the top didn't they you could see them chatting and laughing together as they walked up and again we got some of the dialogue that day didn't we yeah strike does say charlotte i think it's Mm. in regards to a telephone number possibly i think he mentions a telephone number and then robin says how do you know that as in where it's a telephone number the area charlotte it was the area code that's right she says how do you know that and he says charlotte so yes interesting interesting yeah and holly does i don't know how she manages to drive that land rover but she does she drives it quite well as well. We saw her drive it in Skegness. Very fortunately, I was parked near the back lot bit of where they were, had all the equipment. And I saw Tom and Holiday in the Land Rover and then watched her drive out of the car park. I think you were just going back to your hotel, weren't you? And then you I was going back. running I was... back towards me. And yeah. They're in the car driving around. I know. <laughs> they were laughing because she started it and it, it stalled. And then she started it again and yeah, drove out, followed by another car with the camera crew in it. Oh, it's just so exciting. I can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> see, see them in the Land Rover. I think the camera was in the back of the Land Rover, wasn't it? There was, yeah. And then I think they maybe were being directed from the car following them, but they went along the front. And I ran back to you and said, did you see them drive by? No, who? <laughs> and um, no one spotted it, even though we're making huge amounts of noise. It's a really, really noisy car, isn't it? Yeah. It's such a thrill. It really is. I think that that Sunday was a really special day as well, because when they finished filming and Holly and Tom had driven off, the crew and the production team were clapping us as spectators. And then they were handing biscuits and sort of like blue ribbons and things like that, which I've still got, by the way. I've never ate mine. It's I've, I've still kept <laughs> it. was like last day of school, wasn't it, Sue? It, yeah, They'd it obviously was. had a happy shoot. Everything had gone well. They'd got everything they needed and everyone had been again respectful and appreciative and yeah it was really lovely was that the last day they did some reshoots in st moore's the next day oh that's right the weather was better yeah the weather was rubbish the first day so they did some reshoots of tom and anna and kim down at the seawall there were a lot more extras that day as well there were a bit more organized they'd stopped the traffic so it's a little bit more organized and i sat in the little doorway of the hotel opposite the victory and i heard sue tully say this is what we wanted and she sort of as you look down from the victory there's it's a very narrow alleyway but all you can see is the very blue of the sea and the very blue of the sky and that's what they wanted they're in st moore's they're in cornwall they wanted this shot so that's obviously why they came back and got the best they could out of the location it was more book accurate yeah, most definitely. It was. Yeah. Did you get to be in anything that day, Bill? Yes, me and Sue, because one of the crew members came up and said, do you want to be in it? But we're only allowed two extras this time. So So I, I elbowed Faye out of the way, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I like to keep in the background. Keep. I like to keep my privacy, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, you had a great scene that we hope is going to be there, didn't you, Bill? Yeah, so instead of just being sat on the bench, they put me inside to walk out with my pint and then sit down. I think I think all the extras were kind of envious because they're all looking at me like, don't fall over. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> Which I nearly did, and I spilled my pint in the pub. Strike follows you out, doesn't he, Bill? Yeah. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I know him when I'm watching. <laughs> I was really clumsy, though, spilling my beer and then... I was just so worried I'd trip over the step going up to the bench. That's like method though, Bill, isn't it? That's like you were in it, you were living it. Yeah. The bloke had filled my pint up right to the brim. 
Like egg and spoon race. <laughs> really trying not yeah. to spill it. That was an amazing day as well. I think that was the day that there was a break and I went in the cafe to go to the loo, I think. It was a real narrow entrance. As I walked past, Tom was at the counter ordering himself a coffee. So I just said casually, hi, Tom. He said, hi. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just melted in a blob on the floor. (laughs) I had similar on the first day. um, We were all sitting in the benches outside the Victory. And I said, is it okay if I pop into the pub to use the loo? And she said, no, that's fine. So I got up and headed around and there's a the entrance to the pub is quite a narrow porch and yeah. I rounded the corner and there standing in front of me is Tom and I was like mm. I didn't look him in the eye I just said excuse me <laughs> and he turned around sideways and I sort of sidled past him should have touched the coat but I didn't <laughs> probably a smart choice not to <laughs> yes it seemed to be sort of like say quite a party atmosphere that day probably the weather helped and then we were going to go because they told us that was the end of the filming in the area and we walked back up to the car park and we just stood there sort of like chatting Tom just walked past us in his Tom gear and his leather jacket and trousers and I think all they wanted <laughs> hopefully he was wearing those. <laughs> definitely trousers well done <laughs> But yeah, it was an amazing experience, but we didn't really want to end, really. You wanted to remain in that bubble. In fact, we asked where they were filming next, see if (laughs) they'd actually spill the beans. And they said Chalfont St. Peter, didn't they? Yeah, Yeah. they did, yeah. And we said, where the hell is that? Yeah. It was so nice because obviously it was amazing to see the filming and everything, but it was the first time I'd had a proper meet-up with Strike fans. Yeah. It was so nice to meet people. And you said to me, Faye, we're like the Strike version of the Reduced Shakespeare Company because we just yeah. constantly quoting lines at each other and everything. Yeah. It was such a lovely time. It was really special. Yeah, It was amazing. I have memories of us all sitting in that holiday home where we got Lethal White on the TV, but we were all utterly comfortable with each other. We'd only yeah. known each other for a matter of days, but it was like... Or hours, wasn't it, almost? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're a member of that strike community. And so, therefore, you are friends for life, you know, yeah. because you all got that common thread. And it sounds yeah. so cliche, but to me, yeah, true. these guys, they're like my family. And I've only known them a matter of months, <laughs> but yeah. like, we just feel so close to each other, don't we? We had a great time yeah. in London three weekends ago now, going to do yeah, the yeah. Blackheart locations, the four of us. And such June, a fabulous we weekend. We met up in June as well, yeah. yeah so, June as well, yeah. yeah. Have you guys talked about trying to do some in black heart filming whenever that starts? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Two thumbs up from Sue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to go to Whitstable. I think Whitstable might be a a location. Good one. Yeah. 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 If they're going to be filming in Highgate places, we won't be able to. I don't think we'll be able to to see that. I think that'll be closed off. Well, we've got to be extras at some point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I did read Ink Black Heart thinking. Well, this is inconvenient, Joe. All these locations exactly. are so far from my house. Exactly the same. I thought exactly the same. How rude. Yeah. It's like she didn't think about you guys at all. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to say anything about the London bit? Oh yeah. Sue, you had you went and saw one other thing, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, it was just really fortuitous. I was in London for a meeting with a client and we'd heard that there potentially was going to be some sort of like filming that Mm -hmm. night. But we got another friend of ours that's also a Strike fan. And she was wandering around Clerkenwell and managed to spot some parking 
signs that there was going to be some filming taking place that day. So I met her later on. It was evening filming. And, and then I spotted a couple of the guys, Alex and another guy that was part of the crew. And he told me that they were going to film some flashback scenes of Margot and Janice. Mm-hmm. Sue Tully was there that night and Alex was there. And they were filming Margot walking through St. John's Arch. Yeah, And they got all these rain machines and great big fire engines, you know, wow. making out that it was sort of like raining. Yeah. Filmed her walking through there with her umbrella up, obviously sort of like on her walk from the yeah, sort of like right. surgery to the Three Kings. And then they filmed scenes with her and Janice outside the phone box at the end of Albemarle Way. Yeah. Which were really funny to watch because, again, they weren't stopping the traffic or passers-by or anything. They were just filming these two women, you know, with rain machines around them, Mm -hmm. pushing and shoving each other. And, like, a couple of passers-by sort of actually stopped and tried to intervene and stop these women fighting. Well, I feel like I want to do that. I want to jump in and say, no, Margo, like, I could stop it. (laughs) So that was really quite cool to watch. And uh, directors were coming over. They were telling me what was going on and having having a chat to me. And then the two actresses that were playing... Margot and Janice came over and sat by me sort of like giggling and they said to me are you press and I said (laughs) oh no I'm not that I'm just and then I went over and chatted to them but I actually think I might be wrong on this but I actually think they might be stunt doubles rather than Mm -hmm. the actresses that are are actually going to pay those roles well we know that Margot's been played by uh, Abigail Laurie so yeah and she wasn't there so no it'll just be really there. flashy flashback scenes on it yeah, you can't yeah. really see the faces but it was yeah. really cool to watch that scene outside the phone box and Margot walking yeah, through St John's Arch in the in the rain so yeah. I really felt quite fortunate that I'd managed to catch that but yeah, that is really lucky. Of course, I had to go and have a drink in the Three Kings afterwards. Of course, as well, like you do. You must, yes. <laughs> you earned yourself a pint, Sue. I had. <laughs> now, and now we've earned a pint. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, all of you. This has been really fun. I'm so glad that yeah. we got to do this and talk about this. I loved it. It's been yeah. great. Yeah. It's been amazing. Do you guys want to say how people can follow you if they want to? Yeah. Yeah. You want to go first, Bill? Calm and strike. <laughs> calm, <laughs> calm strike fan on Twitter or strike fans on Instagram. I'm Ludicus Monica on Twitter. Love that name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I'm Sue K. Moorhen on Twitter. I'm Badly Wired Lamp on Twitter if you want stupid <laughs> puns. and I love that username or that yeah. Twitter handle. It makes me laugh it's every day perfect. when I see it's it. It's perfect. It's so good. It describes all of us, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So if you want sort of really tenuous connections to strike locations and possible weird clues and bad puns and things. Yeah. Perfect. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon for our regularly scheduled episodes. If you enjoy what you've heard, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at the SE Files pod with regular updates announcing future episodes. If you'd like to send us a response to anything you've heard or have something you'd like us to discuss on the show, you can always visit our website at the SEFilesPod.com or email us directly at SEFilesPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much again for listening, and we hope to catch you next time for another episode of The Strike in Ellicott Files.